welcome back. The complexity of arguments and like more than any other form of media, like he allows his guests to really try to so. <laughs> like it just like iced coffee is just iced coffee. And then you realize it's not, and then you're like, holy shit. And <laughs> Welcome back to the Isaac and Emily versus the World podcast. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Isaac and Emily versus the World podcast with Isaac and Emily. This is a place where we discuss a little bit of everything and document what it's like as a young couple living in Los Angeles who happened to survive cancer. Isaac and Emily versus the World is a completely free weekly podcast but we would love to have your support over on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Isaac and Emily versus the world. All right, take 557. So we, <laughs> we originally started this podcast in 2018, the year I went through chemo and took a couple of breaks, tried a few times, but uh ultimately it was just too difficult for us to come back week after week and life's hard <laughs> yeah but it there also are... seems like 10 years ago but out of it there are three episodes that are really important to me and i still want to share and they go over moving east coast to west coast kind of an overview of my cancer story at the time and dating someone with cancer we kind of like ask each other questions and overall, I just, you know, originally wanted to start this um, just kind of wanting to take up space on the Internet in a positive way, uh, being able to talk about what we want and then, you know, sprinkle in there when we're dealing with some cancer shit. Because especially going through cancer, it, it can make you feel like you're going through things that no one else uh, would understand. Uh, but it just takes like a little In bit of reaching out if you're young adults. Yeah, for sure. And it just takes a little bit of reaching out to find out that that's not the case. And anytime we go through shit, um, I always think like if there was a podcast of anybody like us at all um, that happened to go through cancer, <laughs> that would be so helpful. Um, so, yeah. It's kind of funny to think about uh, where we started when first recording. Um, we actually had video. We had a working camera. So <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sucks to be just starting with audio right now. But, you know, that's a goal to get towards. In the experimentation um, process, we burnt the camera out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um, in the extra bedroom for just whole other sack of personal shit that that comes with, it was like like a room we wanted to do positive things with but was like filled with all these negative emotions um but no, we we set up a the table or chairs and the tripod with the camera it's so weird to think about like my hair was like two inches long oh, um, yeah, true. <laughs> um but yeah and we and now we're in our one bedroom apartment with a loft so you know, kicked out all the roomies, got that negative part out of our life, <laughs> and um, we were fortunate to get a space. Um, we could also include um, kind of like a work-study area, and we sit next to each other, but we both have our double monitors and our mic set up. Um, 
I'm kind of interested to see if this will stay as we like try and record this because we do a lot of like peeking at each other and then because we're like facing forward at computer trying to record this and then we look at each other and then we're not facing the mic so I'm interested to see how long this lasts but yeah this is our work situation now yeah I mean to your point of the podcast setup I feel like it just is dependent on how quickly we can improve the uh, mic stand arms because if they weren't loud we could like move freely Although, yeah, actually, true. I take that back because my chair is pretty qu- squeaky as well. Yeah. But I forget that, too. Um, I had a point before that, but I forget what it was. So I'm going to just keep that rolling. Okay. Well, and, what, uh, do you, what do you uh, want to start with? Uh, in terms of what we should discuss first, I say the PlayStation 5 and our first takes slash impressions and its launch cycle, I guess, or launch window. And they end, this is your first, uh, like, big... Owning a console at launch event thing, right? Yeah, I think this is where I get like <laughs> kind of nervous, but this is where I'm here to practice. But I want to talk about, about what? just talking about video games, because like as I go through this, it's uh, like uh, this is my noob. first like getting console on launch, and then um, you know with like Sackboy, I loved, but never really played Little Big Planet other than like. That one time you showed me. Oh, I that think. doesn't matter. That is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. You know, not a fan. <laughs> Anybody who gives you shit for not not being a diehard sack boy just, fan. Wait, is a lunatic. <laughs> it's one. Okay, it was just one point. <laughs> I'm, no, I know. I'm just targeting those people. If you want to comment about how she can't play sack boy on PS5 because she didn't play Little Big Planet. No. <laughs> and then uh then with that Demon Souls, like I, I definitely never would have touched Demon Souls before. Um, and then it being on the PS five, it's been a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. I uh, don't remember what my other points were, but I get what you're saying. But yeah, I love the PS five. I definitely, you know, was like, Wow, the Avengers Tower is now on our <laughs> um T V stand. Yeah, it's uh, pretty ridiculous. Thankfully, you know, we decided to mount the or you decided no. <laughs> we decided to mount the TV on the wall. Otherwise, I'm not really sure where that thing would go. Yeah, it definitely was not going to fit on just the TV stand. I don't know. Before. It's really cool, <laughs> but it, it's definitely super excessive. And I definitely even think the controller should be like a little bit smaller. Yeah, and I would love to see. Apparently, I think there were just like rumors that came out, or like a patent maybe that leaked or something, where it was supposed to be even bigger. Which is just like, I, like, how many different iterations do they go through where they just try out different sizes and they were like, no, nah, a little bit too big. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. definitely for a top, like, we're always, like, searching for the best co-op games. And I love Sackboy. Mm-hmm. Um, between, like, you know, bright yeah, colors. Yeah, Sackboy's a big adventure. I love platformers. Um, and then with the haptic feedback, like, it's consistent throughout the whole game that, like, it's always, you know, there's something new, something different, or they they incorporate it in so many different ways, and um, it's not overdone. Mm-hmm. And the music is so good. Yeah, the soundtrack I was really surprised by, and especially just how many, like, big songs they got the... Yeah, a couple times you're just like, how do they get this the license? To? But, so good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the... Uh, I agree. God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I, I agree with the uh, your point of the haptic feedback and like all the controller 
just the additions to that, how it definitely only enhances the gameplay. Whereas with other games, because that, that's one of your gripes with it in terms of other games, right? How it's sort of uh, just overdone or too too intense when it doesn't need to be in like Fortnite and COD. Yeah, between those two, like in comparison to like Astro and Sackboy, like I enjoyed the haptic feedback all the way through. And we had like tons of times where we were like gasp or oh my God, try this. And through, mm. but for Fortnite and COD, like it's just like kind of in the beginning holy shit that's so cool or you know yeah that is helpful in gameplay but then after a couple of rounds like it's just a lot of vibrating yeah <laughs> it gets the arthritis yeah <laughs> although i do i do really like the trigger uh the adaptive triggers as well yeah, so yeah. i wouldn't want to change that about it but the haptic feedback but i'm not like down. holy shit i play better because oh, i no, fucking no. reload <laughs> with the trigger correctly. yeah it definitely doesn't like enhance it all the, the entire time like the other games were and i'm curious too i want to try the pathless because i've heard that's another one that i think it might have more so to do with the triggers but i've heard that's another one that's just like incredible with the controller what's uh, pathless mechanics the pathless it's that one with like the the pathless yeah i think it's the the pathless uh it's the one with the girl protagonist and she's like that archer and Ooh. there's like a phoenix or a bird that runs alongside her or flies i mean okay. and uh it, it was shown off like i think at one of the playstation events or not the events the uh the state of plays yeah state of plays because mm-hmm. r.i.p psx <laughs> you know I, I was literally just thinking like you know for anyone who gives me shit like i was at psx so mm-hmm. true, true. Well, it, you're not you're not new to this completely you're not completely new to this block yeah, especially for the <laughs> PS5, but thinking about, like, you know, God of War and The Last of Us and... Yeah, no, PS just the PS4 exclusives got us through your cancer treatments, really. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and for the, like, the lymphomies and homies out there, um, PSX was literally timed where I got the results from my ear, nose, and throat doctor, and he was like, you have cancer? And then I was like, whoa, chemo's scary. Because of X, Y, and Z at the time. And then he was like, well, you could try it or you could die. And I was like, all right. And then he was like, talk to your oncologist on Monday or whatever day it was. And then we had PSX on the weekend. Um, So that was like our shining light to get through. Mm -hmm. But holli shit. Or something to try and keep our mind off things. (laughs) like, holy fuck, we met Greg Miller. Mm, (laughs) Of Kind of Funny. Yeah, that that was awesome. And Kind of Funny Games and Kind of Funny Plays. Mm, true, true. You they just, yeah, they just launched the the new YouTube channel. But yeah, no, PSX was was awesome, and especially just thinking back, because uh, we had just like found the box of the little like holographic cards and little collectibles that you got at the event, oh, yeah. and just thinking of uh, just not really seeing or knowing much of anything about Spider Man, and then how good that game ended up being. Oh yeah, true. With and uh, yeah, we were only able to cop one ps5 fortunate as we were so we're kind of waiting until we each have one so we can play uh spider-man and stuff kind of like side by side Mm. yeah i want to wait for that wait for that single player experience side by side and yeah in terms of other other talking points about the playstation what are your top three games i would say that you played so far they don't have to be exclusive to it but just like in the launch window other than sackboy i would say my um, top three for the PS5 would be Bugsnacks, Demon Souls, and then Celeste. Mm, throwing it back to Celeste. Wait, say that again. You said Although, Bugsnacks, yeah, I guess Demon Celeste. Souls, and Celeste. Kind of what? 
You said bug snacks, demon souls, Celeste. Yeah. Those are three. Although, yeah, with <coughs> the vibration, like, or the haptic feedback, it is really cool. Give Celeste. me one other than Celeste. Tack on a fourth. Give me one other than Celeste. <laughs> Tack on a fourth for that. Honestly, what else have we been playing? Uh, You played through Astros. Um, I mean. You want to put it up there on your, like, favorite list? Yeah, I guess, like, or, I don't know. I Back guess because it's, like, so short, it's hard for me to, like, in my brain, I was like, oh, this is, like, a PS5, like, intro demo. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it is very much. And it, it, it's like, I'm not to say comparing. that as well because I feel like it's way less of a, a cool experience if you don't really understand or know, or not even knowing, but just having the nostalgic factor of all the PlayStation, like, references. It's way more about the references than it is, like, any of the gameplay. Or mechanics behind it, because yeah, it is very much like a tech demo for the. And I, I don't know how controller. you feel because like you played way more of it, but mm. what I played, it was more a little bit more repetitive or simple, whereas Sackboy was more like fun in the platforming sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sackboy's a big adventure. It was much more of a a game, like a video gamey game. Yeah. <laughs> Less than a tech demo. Well, let's talk about Bug Snacks first. <clears throat> Bug Snacks is incredible. Yeah, At first, you, I we just wasn't really that. sure if you were into it because when I was no, playing it. No, I was it, into it. I was like, do you want to play? And then you're like, eh, I'll just watch. I'm good with watching. No, no I, I'm just I, saying. I, I've been into it. But no, I, I was just wanted you to have the first go ahead at it since I was also like primarily playing a lot of Demon's Souls um, to balance can you, it wait, out. Wait, can you play it on PS4 or is it only PS5? Um... I don't know. That's a good question. Because I was going to say, like, I, know it's on, like, I didn't know if it was only Epic. a PS5 thing, but I, I just love, like, you know, when you, um, what's the word I'm looking oh, wait, for? Actually, Get a bug snack. Real quick, or it is on PS4, because I remember seeing that it was free on PS5, but you could still purchase on PS4. Oh, okay. And then it's on Epic Game Store for PC. Okay. Else. Nice. So far. I love, like, whenever you catch a bug snack, and then it, like, <laughs> says it's bug snack name out of the controller and like that it's all like so dramatic in the way that they pronounce what they are yeah um and then it took me until very late in the game to realize or like to really utilize the oh gosh the snack oh gosh i can't remember but it's the The like gun that you use no the gun that you use that you once you feed them a bug snack you can feed any body part that you have unlocked to change it like that mm-hmm. oh, snack before, like i was just kind of like what snack experiment yeah snack experiment yeah yeah, yeah yeah that 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 thing it's like the, some like ray gun or whatever um because before i was just kind of like doing the quests and whatever uh and just kind of going through and then yeah once i got to a certain point in the game it was like really fun to make the characters look different and especially when you get to the very, very end of the game. Or, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's whenever you, you know, spoilers, change Floofty into the whenever you change her body. I don't know if that's when then you can you change everyone's body. Yeah, or I'm if pretty, I just I'm didn't know sure that. Okay, okay. Because I was like, dang, did I not, like, take advantage of that? Like, I didn't feed anybody enough bug snacks until, like, an <laughs> actual quest was, like, feed their whole body, you know? No, I, I think body. that was part of the mechanic. Like, once you beat that side quest, you got the ability to do the rest. But, yeah, and then especially towards the end of the game, I was, like, changing everybody, and, you know, different themes and changing my favorite body parts and 
saving the videos because it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Bugsnacks is like the perfect example of like why I love indie games so much because it True. it's like it's so like compact, full of personality and character, and like they're able to like pull out inspiration from other game mechanics because. When you think about it, it's, like, so inspired by, like, Viva Pinata, Pokemon, uh, just, like, weird, zany, like, Adventure Time characters. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love that aspect of it, or, or those aspects of it. And then, yeah. It even is, like, really shy of, like, adventure, you know? Like, what do you mean? Of, like, a good adventure game. Like, oh, yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's, like, very simple between the main side and the interview quest. Mm-hmm. But it is, like, you know, a couple more towns and a couple more things in the plot of, like, a really good adventure game. Yeah. And I would be curious, like, how different it would be. Or it would be extremely different. Like, short it's of so, crafting uh, and then something else. And it's, like, <laughs> really addictive. Yeah, very true. And, yeah, it would be such a different experience, like, because it's also so much about, like, the character development and the character, like, personalities. Uh, like, if you kind of skipped out on the side quest and just, like, mainlined it, you, I feel like you would lose so much of, like, what makes the game so good. Yeah. But also how simple it is whenever the characters talk with the things that they say. It's, like, even more funny and profound. Mm. Well, actually, that's another question, too. Have you... Do you know what Viva Pinata is? Did you ever play that? Um, no, other than what you've like told me about it. Oh, it's so good. Please bring back Viva Pinata. <laughs> I don't know who has rights to that. I think it's rare and ex- yeah, rare in Xbox. But that game was incredible. <laughs> um, Demon Souls? Yeah, uh, Demon Souls. What to so say? What to start with? So this game is like definitely. It was hard for me to get into. <laughs> it is brutal. The dying like really puts me off. Like. And the losing of souls even more so. <laughs> yeah. Well, real and quick, I think it's... Let's preface, like, our experience with Soulsborne games. Because the context of that is so different, like, in how you experience it or you're thinking on it. Yeah. So, like, before I really this, I had played a, l- a little bit of Bloodborne. And then I played the most in Sekiro. But even then, like, I, I'm not even halfway through Sekiro, I don't think. Um... But, and then you have played, I think you've watched me play Sekiro, and then mm-hmm. you played some of Bloodborne. And you've beforehand. explained some of Sekiro, and it's been like <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then Demon Souls, I haven't played any of the Dark Souls or the previous Demon Souls games. So then, yeah, going into this and just realizing how obtuse their early design is, like, it was brutal for the first couple hours. Uh, my favorite memory, though, is uh, we were working towards an area, and you were like, do you want to try? And I was like... Yeah, I guess. And then <laughs> <laughs> I went through, I think it was like, I don't know, maybe the the fourth or fifth, because there was like this one part that was pissing me off and you were like, just run past him. And I was <laughs> like, okay. And that was like the key to it. And the rest I figured out. And then even towards the end, there was like two things that were attacking me at the same time and you weren't paying attention and it was super nerve wracking, but I <laughs> defeated it and like you weren't there for my fuck yeah moment. I'm sorry. But anyway, I kept pushing through. I saw it in the clip later. And, uh, <laughs> and got to the, like, fog area. And, um, yeah, didn't die that run through. And I was like, hell yeah. Mm. It kind of reminded me, bring me back to that moment where we were uh, first friends, you know. And uh, Halo, you were showing me Halo. And I was like, yeah, I never really played it before. <laughs> and I think it was, like, a one-on-one match. And I killed you. And I was like... So I am better at video games. So we can just come to this understanding now. It'll just be better for both of us. 
Yeah. I, I'm going to have to see your ratios, but I do remember okay. that memory. <laughs> yeah. But, no, yeah, this... But a lot of the other times, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know how to figure that out. And there is, like, a lot of thought into it with, like, the armor and things you're wearing and stuff. And just... And when you ask me, like, oh, what place do you want to go to? I'm just like, um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't no, know what order to go through. It's daunting because it definitely just, like, throws you in. And there's hardly any tutorial process for any of the mechanics, really. So it's a, t- it's a ton of, like, looking up the wiki or Googling guides and shit like that. Uh, but, no, I, I, I'm having a ton of fun with it. And I think that the uh, – just, like, the graphics behind it are – reason alone to play it so like as much as it can be discouraging like how you were saying like uh the armor is so complex like there are it is cool that there are like certain builds that you can look up or uh like character classes i guess is what you call them Mm -hmm. like specifically the magic one uh like you can pretty much like cheat your way or not cheat it just makes it way easier to progress through the game so if you're daunted by the difficulty and but still want to experience the graphics and everything like you could do that uh, and then in terms of the like RPG system of it, do you prefer this type of stuff or like a more open world Skyrim? Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I don't, I like, straight like combat both. isn't really for me. Like there's so much. Wait, about, what isn't like for you? Cause Demon Souls is just like, you're just. You're just fighting to fight someone else, to fight someone else, to fight this boss, (laughs) to go into this room, to fight them. Whereas, like, there's so much more to Skyrim for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything else for Demon's Souls? I don't think so. Uh, Uh, But the other one I just want to talk about was Celeste. Um, A lot of people, well, (laughs) a lot of people, roll back now, kind of funny, talked about how great it was. And especially Tim really rooted for it Mm -hmm. and just kind of kept that in the back of my mind. Never really thought of it much. And then we just recently got it and started it. And it was just kind of like, oh, what the fuck? (laughs) With the character being named Emily. No, 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 no. I changed the character's name to Emily. (gasps) Whoa. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You played me. (laughs) No, I didn't play you. (laughs) Wow. Wait. Did you put in about the panic attacks too? What the fuck? Yes, I scripted the game as well. Wow. You're like, what does she struggle with? Wait. I'm so hurt right now. (laughs) Did you put in the problems about how my mom doesn't call me either? (laughs) No. My God. (laughs) What the fuck? I thought you saw me change the name. No. (laughs) Hold on. What is the actual default name? I'm trying to find this. Didn't know you could change the name. Her her default name is Madeline. Oh, my God. (laughs) But you can change it at the beginning. I didn't know that. And then I scripted the rest, yes, <laughs> to attack so, you. So, yeah, spoilers, that, that was pretty much it. But <laughs> Wait, it, so, the, so, it had, so to recap, the dialogue it had my was name. deep. <laughs> <laughs> it had my name. Uh, she talked about how she struggled with panic attacks and, you know, don't worry. The theme worry. of the whole game just being, like, overcoming the mountain. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to reach the summit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and overcoming and shit, you know, themes. <laughs> and and then there's just one part where um I think yeah I think it's her mom and it like talks about her calling having this conversation and then pretty much she finds out 
you know, she's daydreaming or it's in her head when she was just like, well, you know, I don't call. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's a really fun game. It's also, or what type is it? Because I was about to say platform, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, you're right. It's a okay. platforming. It's just, uh, it's it's like a torture platform game. Like, yeah, like yeah, a Super like, Meat Boy type. I was just going to say like, a little bit So you got to be so reminds, precise. Reminds me of, yeah. Uh, where it was definitely times where I'm just like, I don't know if I should have chose to play this game because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so frustrating, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. No, it's definitely like part of the mechanic behind that like reward because it feels so good once you get past a, a part of the game you've been stumped on for whatever extended period of time. Yeah. Although, yeah, nothing beats mm-hmm. the Super Meat Boy like animation at the end of the level. The recap ones, like... That, yeah. that extra bit is just so good. I wish Celeste had something more like that for when you cleared a zone. Yeah, true. I but guess uh, just to finish out uh, what else we've been playing, just been trying to keep up with Animal Crossing, at least checking the store. But even that, yeah, haven't been, been really successful. Um, and then, yeah, Super Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. Forever. Super Meat Boy forever. Which I have mixed feelings about it because I, I do like it a lot, but it's definitely not... It's not like kind of fixing the itch that I had for like a oh really a, a next or like a sequel to Super Meat Boy, and I I forget where I saw or read the article. I think it was Kotaku, but they were um they wrote like a pretty good comparison or like an opinion piece that I I thought was uh, pretty relatable where they were saying like if you compare it to Splunky Two and what was the other one that had a sequel directly um. Splunky 2, Super Meat oh, Boy. Splunky 2, also. I forget what the other yeah. game was. But Splunky, the original, and Super Meat Boy, the original. Had Maybe that would be my other top one. At the, around the same time. So they were just saying how uh, Super Meat Boy Forever just kind of s- seems kind of like disappointing when you compare like how much of a huge game Splunky 2 is compared to like a short, mm. compact Super Meat Boy game. Yeah, that was gonna and say that was my one thing. It was over, or like almost over really fast. And you were like, oh, we're about to beat it. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean we we're still, that good, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean we still have to do like the or we have the option to like do the bonus levels and clear the times to get the dark worlds, which is also like a huge part of the game uh, if you can bear through it. And uh, yeah, like the with it being an endless runner instead of having complete control, like that definitely made the game way quicker. Because in the first game, I felt like you well, you would spend more time in a level like messing up because you could explore more whereas mm-hmm. this like it's pretty clear when you're making your run like there's only one or two options really and then once you figure out the one option it's just a matter of figuring out that like pattern mm. okay. uh, if that makes sense yeah but um no i mean overall it's it's still really good and i would definitely play like i definitely recommend it okay uh and in the like the writing and the humor is still so good i, I love yeah, the, yeah. the squirrel like the little animations in between the cutscenes. Uh, they're so good, especially with the squirrel character. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think that's. Or okay. yeah, any, anything else on? No, I just was gonna touch upon a little bit of what we've been watching. Gotcha, gotcha. Let's do it. So one I just wanted to talk about was the vow. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so, so is that Hulu or HBO Max? Uh, HBO Max. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's season one of The Vow, and it talks about, so we kind of, we first heard about it, or at least I did. It is intense. Through (laughs) Whitney Cummings, and I still don't, like, fully understand, but she had 
like the one main victim slash woman who Sarah, came out right? um, on her live once the head of the Keith. cult <laughs> slash program, yeah, Keith Raniere got convicted and was like on her live and talking and I swear she said she's going to have her on for a podcast soon. Um, and Actually, I yeah. think she may have already. But oh, really? As you're saying, yeah. But yeah, holy shit. I don't... At first, you know, this honestly had me where I was like, okay, I, I can kind of see how these people got brainwashed and I can... And now seeing who's involved with this, I can see why they made it that way. But what I'm trying to say is at first it was like, oh, this is like ESP, like growth training, like... This yeah, because based ESP off psychology, for a while, it's like executive success it, program. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's ba- it, it's based off psychology. People who understand how the mind works, and it's helping adults form these groups of positive <laughs> motivation to be better people in their relationships, workforce, yada yada. Although it ends up being their work, and you know, ends up. Consuming everything, life, which is <laughs> yeah, part of the negative things. But in the beginning, I was like, okay, I got this, or like, I see this. <laughs> okay, I got this. Sorry, not got this. <laughs> not got this. Not but I can see how they get people in. But then you see more because there's like two documentaries. There's like a documentary and a documentary because he tries <laughs> to get a second documentary to make himself look good. Meanwhile, you're watching like this TV show Gotta documentary get the defense case about coming. all of this. And in in that one, like Keith, they show some of his speeches, and it's so it's so unsettling. Yeah, it's just uncomfortable. And just so like men just want to like fuck and women <laughs> nag, and I I just don't understand. You just start seeing people head nodding, and I'm just like, what the fuck? And then you put three thousand dollars for this on your credit card, like. I'm just so confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where like none of that stuff was in like the first like couple episodes or maybe even like four or five, you know? Yeah. And they made it seem like a growth program. And then you end up finding out like, no, these programs were like way after the fact and they heard these things very much in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong. I- I'm still very much in like, I understand like the brainwash. Like I'm not trying to say like, OMG, how could you not? Whatever. But yeah, and very it does much a great job of like, like explaining how it's a gradual build and how they always like harp on. Or I think they mentioned a couple times too with like the frog in the boiling water, uh, like saying. Yeah, and then yeah, the, yeah. I just yeah, I think it's worth. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's worth uh, watching for sure. Really <laughs> entertaining if uh, you're into those type of like, like sensitive thriller. topic, dramatic uh, documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, one other thing I wanted to point out with it was they're like in a cafe or something, and I don't know. They just choose to like randomly interview these people that are <laughs> sitting there, but they start to ask her these questions, and then she's like, "Oh, that sounds like a cult." And then, like the couple that I think like the husband end up bringing the wife in, but they both end mm. up getting out, and like we're really high up people. Uh. They just, like, both have their cups of coffee, and they're like, yeah, well, it was just really convincing and really good stuff in the beginning and make you think you're doing a good thing, and then sip their coffee or tea, and I'm like, damn. Mm. 
<laughs> just because yeah. like <laughs> that person was like, oh, that sounds like a call. I don't, I don't know about that. And they were like, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's intense. Like especially because the the people that are like fighting back against it and had gotten out and escaped, they're like, they feel so bad and like shitty for what they did, but. Like, you also have to, like, have remorse for them because you do just feel so shitty with how much they were manipulated and they didn't realize it. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, it's and pretty it, crazy. And it was just weird because it, you know, is involved with the Me Too movement and Sarah, the mm. one, you know, victim slash woman that came out, she was like, if it wasn't for ESP training or before ESP training, I was like, why wouldn't you just leave the room? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it was just weird to hear that from her. Yeah, and that's one thing, that's one gripe I have with it is that I wish it uh, did a better job of, like, keeping it more chronological or explaining the chronological side of it, because uh, it, 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 like, spans yeah, such a long so timeline off. that so <clears throat> I was just like, wait, how long has this been around for? Like, that's what when I'm is this I person in and out? That's like, <laughs> of, like, trying to make it seem like, oh, here was this, like, good thing that started with your growth, and then more and more. Because then it was just like, oh, it's this good thing. He just, you just have to kiss everyone. That's all. <laughs> and, then, and then more and more things just start to spill in. And then you're like, what in the fuck? And then yeah. you hear his speeches and you're like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes the way he talks, I'm like, okay, I don't understand like how people didn't slap you. Like he'd be like, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Maybe I said it, maybe I didn't. Maybe I feel that way, maybe I don't. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, and what are your opinions on, or, like, what do you think season two will be? Because I'm pretty sure there's a season two coming out. Uh, and if- well, it almost made it seem like Allison Mack or whatever from Smallville, like, she, one of the top people. It almost seemed like, I mean, I guess I should be doing more research, but it seemed like she came out and they were going to interview her. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's the case <coughs> or not. And then also in terms of India, um if she like comes out or not or where that story is. Mm-hmm. So you think it'll go Oh, into but the court case, that's what I think it's going to focus on. Wait, what? Oh, okay, season gotcha, two. gotcha. Yeah, cuz where I forget like in terms of the legal process, where did season 1 leave off on? It wasn't it wasn't hardly anywhere, right? Like they had just got in the press really for New York Times. And then Yeah, that article came out. Yeah. No, I mean, I I'm looking forward to the next season, but I'm also like if they kind of just keep going on with the same like recipe mm-hmm. i i do feel like i'm gonna get burnt out on it pretty quickly like i hope yeah. it i i want to see more like explaining keith's background because i find that more interesting now because like the way they explain how he's like so smart and that's like part of his whole like persona is like how he went to some college some college super young and had all these crazy accolades and then it's just like okay what is his background where like it, it seems like he had a good childhood so then it's just like what is his background where he like had this motivation or idea to do this because then like in terms of his timeline it seems mm, like he i don't went know from, i thought they portrayed him i mean not that you know that equals to leading a sex cult but it, it kind of made it seem like because he was so smart he was kind of more so like lonely like socially awkward and, yeah as well yeah, I guess that would make sense. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just more so like really interested to find out about his background and like in terms of his timeline, like because it seems like he graduated college in like his teens, and then like did he just like start this cult in like before he was twenty something? Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's true too. I guess I'm, I'm forgetting about the fact that he had that other company. I forget what it was, but it was like that other like multi-level marketing scheme company that was also a scam. Mm. 
but also just a testament as well to like how many people are just like getting like it's just crazy how many people are getting away with multiple things like this over and over again because it's just like hearing his story how did he not get like more uh more of a punishment overall from that first like company scam Mm. and then yeah just in terms of like transitioning into nexium it's insane anything else (laughs) on to the next topic uh you want to talk about wonder woman but I don't have a lot I, to say. I don't even. My thoughts are not gathered enough for that <laughs> shit show of the second movie. Next. No. No, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> it's it's still like we just went on the bow for about no, thirty five minutes, but nothing like, about Wonder Woman. I just feel Woman. like it's not my place to criticize Wonder Woman too, because it's just not me- like I'm just not his target audience, and I understand that. And mm. I, I feel like too many people in the, that like superhero Marvel. Or just like giving really strong opinions on it. I'm just like it you just know, didn't what, make it, any sense. Yeah, it, it didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> but next, <laughs> <laughs> it just it was disappointing as well. Yeah, with how good the first one was and like how, I, don't, I just how well paced the first one was really, and just like it really kept your attention. Yeah. And then how little my attention was kept during the second one. I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> Why yeah. do I care about any of this? <laughs> but yeah, next. <laughs> I guess um, that's my my short summary. All right, uh, the only one I really, only other one I really wanted what to bring up watching? was uh, Secrets of the Zoo. It's oh, been this yeah. like babies on the ground. <laughs> this little gem on, that girls. we found. All of our sound bites need to be Secrets of the Zoo. <laughs> it's not gonna be cool if I'm talking at the same time. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Sorry. Secrets uh, of the Zoo. <laughs> So you just want to say the name multiple times and babies <laughs> no, on the ground? No, I'm good. But not saying. I started to like really laugh thinking about like H3 style sound bites of like babies on the ground. I'm like, come on, girl. Okay, well, can we record the podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As you were saying. So the other one I wanted to bring up uh, was Secrets of the Zoo. It was kind of like this gem that we found on Disney Plus uh, through this pandy. And <laughs> the first one is at uh, Columbus Zoo. In Ohio. And, and don't forget the wilds, because they're technically two separate things. <laughs> yeah, in the wilds. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember, but these two like guys that uh, work in the wilds, and they're always like yelling, babies on the ground, <laughs> and it's, it's something that we've, no, yeah, you've been yeah, repeating. There's, there's really good sound bites from that show. My favorite ones are, come on, girls, and no, then babies yeah, on the ground. And then you got, um, I always, the, just the sound bite of like, or the meme of like so and so like the animal looked up at the sun. Oh, they're content now. <laughs> like that. <laughs> that was just so good. Like how many times they'd be like, "You have no idea what this animal is actually thinking." Oh yeah, it honestly <laughs> takes me for a ride. Like th- there's a lot of things that's just straight up entertaining. There's a lot of cuteness. There's you know some sad moments. Honestly, trigger warning: <laughs> a snake dies of cancer. It's oh, like really tough. God. Terrible night. <laughs> but mine is that. That's why we can't start this podcast. We just keep running into these. <laughs> no, you have you get some hope. You know, you got Lance the Giraffe who can just get liters of blood removed <laughs> and has helped. He's the he bank. Is, he is the and blood has bank. Helped, has literally helped Cash stay alive. Um, and then, yeah, there's just so many random moments, you know, that we would just like burst out <laughs> laughing because they're, they're just a random fucking takes. And granted, like they do have like very scientific approaches, and they take care of the animals very. And I'm sure adequately. there's more that they're not sh- just sharing in terms yeah, of the TV show. And, like, <laughs> who knows what's cut? But like, yeah, holy shit! The, the amount of times where they're just like, 
well, they're not screaming, so they're not stressed out. You know, this <laughs> must be good. And I'm just like, okay, hold on. <laughs> like, why are we only taking that? Like, if they're screaming and squirming that they don't like it. But, yeah. but at the same time, like, I guess just with animals, like, when they have stress, they show it, they deal with it. You know, they don't hide it the way humans do. Mm-hmm. Unless, it, unless it's a uh, prey animal. I just worry. Like I mean, those. yeah, I just worry that like they they hide it or, um, or whatever, and they're just take is like, oh well, yeah, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, and another like favorite thing of that show for me is the uh, oh, wait, no, that, cool that was with the snake, right, or the big ass python or whatever that they took <laughs> out finally into the sun, and like its mouth was open slightly more or something <laughs> with the tongue and they were like oh look at her tongue she yeah. likes it <laughs> yeah she she's so content we did <laughs> we did great but now another favorite thing of the show for me definitely is the uh just how crazy the conservation side of it is and how you find yeah, out true. like how many of these species they just don't have like any population outside of ohio which is also kind of terrifying or where they're from but yeah and it's just crazy to like see all of that yeah any other conclusion, closing thoughts on Secrets of the Zoo? And if you're no, if cool you're a fan of Secrets we of the there. Zoo, you can uh, also just continue the marathon and watch Secrets of the Zoo Down Under, <clears throat> Secrets of the Zoo Tampa, yeah. Secrets of the Zoo. I don't even know. It goes on and on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a. Oh yeah, and yeah, it was it was cool also having the background that we've been there because we took a trip to Columbus one time uh, in college. Uh, so the Columbus he, Zoo. I think he's uh, getting at the blinds. Uh, wait, the blinds. Oh, like probably the balcony. outside door. Gotcha, gotcha. I saw me. Knock it off. Oh my god, he is. He's got to go. He's got to go on the balcony. So yeah, any other concluding thoughts on Secrets of the Zoo? No. Yeah, it was just saying that how he uh, went there that one spring break and. Just a couple of different exhibits that we saw, and that like Python that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. It was just cool to see like oh, no, background I do stuff talk in about the show. One more thing, I'll ask you to zoom. What was that? Uh, what are, What are your takes on like how, how can I say this in the best compact way? Um, like I remember with, like, thinking like, oh, I gotta study zoology. Oh, I want to be a marine biologist and work with dolphins and like I had all these dreams. And then I wonder if like Christy was like, you know what? I'm gonna just apply to the Columbus Zoo and like then she freaking like <laughs> worked up, her way up. Yeah, worked her way up and now she had like she takes little cheetah cubs home and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I, I don't know. It, it definitely seemed like it was How way much? more doable as like a job in terms of learning the skill on yeah, the job. Yeah, you get with experience. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the last thing I was going to say is just how crazy slash like the ethical dilemma of like some of these cases with the animals. And, and they talk about this on the show, I think, pretty well. But I just want to hear your opinions on it with like they would get like a prognosis and it's like how much of how, how much is it worth to like perform this surgery to improve their quality of life 10 20 percent versus like okay we're just like we're we're like interfering way too much in terms of nature and like what they would be able to handle on their own wow why you gotta ask me such deep question i i don't know just well i mean yeah that's the point like it, but no overall, like that yeah. that was like tough for me watching some of those cases where it was just like it was just like wait what like this animal is like barely hanging on <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't have like a general rule or anything honestly but I think mostly have to do with like age 
and the condition mm. of the species, I guess. Um, but at the same time, like, then if you ask, like, their caretaker, like, <laughs> they're like, oh, we want to do whatever we can to help them survive. But at the same time, I think it was, like, the orangutan or... Yeah, it was one Something of the bigger like apes. Or and it was just like, yeah, you know, looking at them, it, it was... It was hard seeing the condition, but, you know, you always hope that they're okay. But if they were, like, a hundred, it's like, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to think of something, but, like I said, it would just be in terms of the age and and their condition. Because if they are, like, mostly suffering, it's not worth it just for them to, like, just sit there in front of the glass for people to see. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. No, that's all. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all I had to say about it in terms of the show. <laughs> um, it's pretty funny because... No, not funny. I was going to bring up Nintendo World uh, and how that was opening and like how that was giving me hope. And <laughs> it was just like... Yeah, like cause we were looking forward to, forward to, you know, like Star Wars Land and it seemed like Harry Potter World was getting updated. And just at this point with not having hope of <laughs> when things are going to be open again. But that was, and it had like a date of September or something. And what was it, like the yeah, creator it had a, it of Mario? Yeah, it had a date of February 4th. And USJ, which I'm assuming has it's some abbreviation with the Japanese government or something, that they announced they're postponing the opening. Yeah, but if you haven't seen it and you do love Mario, it is still a really cool video to see. But it's like the creator of Mario going around and just showing all the new stuff and it gave me hope but it yeah got pushed back <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no that, that that looks awesome and i can't wait uh supposedly it's coming to universal studios in hollywood and i think orlando as well right or one of the other ones but yeah, definitely hollywood so. but yeah that, that was <laughs> that was really it um so yeah switching around uh through listening through some of the episodes um I pulled a couple quotes, but I just wanted to bring the previous episodes of up. our show, where you mm-hmm. can listen to it uh, at uh, patreon.com slash Isaac and Emily versus the world. Nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Or actually, you listen to it on Anchor and Spotify. Those true, ones are up for true. free. You can support the podcast. <laughs> well, I don't know what I'm doing with Patreon. Yeah, don't pressure me. Um, a dollar or more, you can sponsor American. um so yeah the quote was our cat figured out how to open our or like literally unlock our door yeah a heavy he's yelling because he wants balcony time i think he's a panther well he is a panther but i think he's like gaining muscle mass (laughs) because he definitely like there's no way he could have done that even six months ago with his arm Mm, i don't know or maybe he just figured out how to leverage his body weight more i don't know (laughs) yeah he does more of a, a hop and a skip uh but as you were saying so, yeah, your quote was, uh, I hope I have oh, a Joe no, Rogan I, effect. We either reflect on quotes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> continue, continue. Sorry. No, I'm just, I'm, I was teasing you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> your face is so funny. I'm focusing. I'm focusing on the audio cues. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, so. So you say, and I quote. I hope I have a Joe Rogan effect 
where I become a king of conversation. Uh, and then you're like, I just want to hang out with Joe Rogan for a day. And I swear it's almost like you're going to say, I want to be Joe Rogan, but you like cut yourself off. <laughs> and then you're like, I just want to hang out with Joe Rogan for a day. I have many gripes with Joe recently. But yeah, that <laughs> was so long he's ago. He's winding down a road that I don't understand okay, recently. Okay, wait, pause, I feel pause, like. pause. <laughs> Continue. Because <laughs> it's, it's funny, like I kind of grew up with him in the sense of watching Fear Factor. And then and I did not. turned into comedian and I really not... Not until, like, these last few years that we've listened to podcasts and watched, like, stand-up more. And that we've listened to his podcast. Um, maybe more, like... I don't even know when we started listening to his podcast specifically. But anyway, then I got you to watch a couple episodes. And we've listened to the podcast together and talk about ones that we've watched, whatever. But through... Not the... I really think it has anything to do with him gaining popularity, but through what has happened with Trump and people he's had on and now through the pandemic slash uh, the modern civil rights movement, like I think both of our opinions have heavily changed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm wondering what your thoughts are now. Oh no, I, I definitely still want to be like, I still appreciate and want to, like strive to be the a king of conversation because mm-hmm. just having that like level of communication skill is definitely all positive. Uh, but no, I in terms of his show, like yeah, I definitely want to stop like just, backtracking on myself and just in terms of podcast, just practicing talking. <laughs> yeah, and forgetting or not realizing how much like it is such a a muscle skill that you can practice of like just being able to convey your thoughts more clearly. Yeah. And, like, concisely. Um, unless you're, like, a public speaker, I guess. But, um, well, oh, Joe. Well, overall, yeah, I still strive to be, like, uh, going for that communication skill that he has and, like, has worked on. But the, like, his show overall, I, I don't know. Like, recently he just, I, I don't feel like he should be censored at all. But he, he does, like, need to be held more accountable in terms of just, like, some of the misinformation or just, like, some of the oddball takes that are just, like, being thrown out without much contention. Yeah. And, like, even just recently, we were listening to one where I was just, like, some of his opinions, I'm just, like, okay, but if your daughter was in the room, like, you wouldn't be saying this or having any of these opinions. Or, like, if you were, like, I'm sure she would be offended. And, and, and granted, I don't know. Maybe I'm completely wrong and I'm just, like, oversensitive in that sense. But I'm more of the, like, more of the or thought process. not even, process like, her being that, like, in the room, but just, you know, considering if that was your daughter, is that how you would feel? Yeah, yeah, and I guess that's just more of where I'm coming from, where it's just, like, thinking ahead of, like, a future daughter of mine, I'm just like, no, like, this is fucking, this is, this is so stupid. Yeah. Um. But, and yeah, with that, and then also just some of the political stuff, like, it, it's just funny, like, one of his recent, and, and that's another thing with, like, Joe Rogan that's hard to really criticize him, because he does, like, he just has so much content, so many different, like, opinions of his out there that, like, it's kind of impossible for him not to kind of ebb and flow back and forth and contradict mm-hmm. sometimes but um just recently just overall like his just like attack on the <laughs> california's response to pa- the pandemic and just overall like the government's hand on everything and the lockdowns and the mask usage yeah. and just some of the stupid takes on like questioning the the um the effectiveness of wearing a mask like i i just feel like some of these again like I'm cool with having opinions and discussing things and having both sides, but it's just like some of these are just like so blatantly stupid and like against the science that we're once again arguing with Trump and all this bullshit. Yeah. 
But yeah, th- those are like my two biggest gripes. Is just like the, <clears throat> yeah, just his like overly macho white, stereotypical white dude like mentality that comes through sometimes, and then just the uh, like political shit that like isn't getting checked. Or also, it's just funny, like because he is seen so much as like the everyday guy, and like you could just like talk to him, like you could talk to your friend down the street type of thing. Mm-hmm. But then it is just funny, like as he is like just amassing more wealth and becoming like just a whole other upper class like level in that sense like it's just funny for him to like talk about like like just the struggles and stuff of how hard things really are and then just like being out of touch sometimes uh and more so just like how he was talking about like 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 pretending like the california lockdown in la was like a prison sentence like in that (laughs) sense where i'm just like dude like you you very much like your life probably wasn't that much altered other than like his career with the comedy store yeah which even that like that's a weighted sentence i'm not gonna say much more than that but i don't know what your thoughts uh yeah i mean i agree with a lot like he just like shit on la so much i was like okay yeah move (laughs) it's it was like getting a lot in the in the conversation and it was just kind of annoying how every time he like shit on like the governor or california's response like i didn't really hear at all like him saying how trump like or in terms of the administration or from a federal the level coronavirus yeah. task force like there wasn't <laughs> shit happening like and all the way up to the point of denial and making this political so uh not that i'm trying to make excuses or defend it's like okay well but where is that like disappointment or not anger but yeah no, and that's such a problem Criticism. I feel like we're having with the Trump voter base right now is just the fact that, like, so much of that campaign and rhetoric was just about, like, the mindset of government sucks, government always fails you, and government, like, can't help you. But mm-hmm. then, like, through that, we elected this doofus who has no experience and can't handle any of this. And then, like, the fact that he's failing is, like, proof for them. Like, see, like, the government can't help you. Like, this is up to us, blah, blah, blah. And it's yeah. just like, what? <laughs> like, we created this. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, and the questioning of the mask is, like, pretty disappointing. And there's just been, like, other takes where I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, you you need to reconsider. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and I, I still, I very much still think that, like, he still is, like, very important in terms of the internet and, like, society, culture, sphere, the meta, however you want to say it. Like, mm-hmm. he is moving the culture in such a way that no one else is, but... It it's is been pretty disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting, like, just as misinformation, especially, it's just becoming more and more of an issue where yeah. I feel like he's just kind of kind of getting lazy with his uh, his his uh, take on things. Yeah. But in more recent ones, like, Miley Cyrus and, like, different ones, like, are still, like, so cool. Yeah, yeah. And, like, those those types of conversations, like, yeah, that alone just, like, warrants his his podcast on the internet. And yeah, it's just funny too. Like I, I, I was talking about it earlier with you, just about how like I feel like, how long is it gonna take really? Because I feel like eventually Spotify is gonna have some sort of like censoring or moderation for him, mm, or at least with the guests. But maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so the next one, you asked me what advice I would give myself in 2017 preparing for chemo and life after, which is like kind of a heavy question. Oh, uh, and it's really funny what I said at first. So. If you end up getting a laugh from listening from that, let me know. Uh, but the three main things I said was eat all the fries. 
<laughs> rest, bitch, and don't feel bad or stop feeling bad. <laughs> Those are really good. Which are, I think, pretty significant, and I will carry with me into this year. <laughs> so you still stand by this? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I like all this, especially eat all the fries. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then the next one, you were like, did YouTube videos help me? And I kind of had a problem with my answer because I was like, yes. And then I started to go into how like once, uh, yes, it did help. But then I, then you might learn something new that freaks you out. And then I like go off into a tangent and I was like, <laughs> what the heck? Like, why did I leave it off of that? Whereas like, my, my <laughs> yeah, for real. Whereas my answer is like, yes, it definitely did help. And it was worth it. Like. It's worth, like, getting a lot of knowledge or something you may not have gotten from talking to your doctor or whoever. Um, Because, you know, there's videos that had, like, 70 views to 7,000. And whether it was, like, a cancer vlog or someone just sitting down in front of a camera and talking about shit, you know. And whether that was, like, pre, post, you know, year later, five years later, um, there was something, like, to relate to, find comforting, and, like, learn from. Gotcha. No, that's good. Did you look up, like, any videos, podcasts, anything to cope? Um, Not, like, not specifically in a sense of, like, looking for... Like, re- in relation related. to cancer or, no. like, dating during cancer? No. No, I didn't. I don't know. I feel like during the times that I would have, it would it was also just sort of, like, too overwhelming for me. Or, like, mm. where is there something I wanted to not think about it on YouTube? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, I think I was just more so thinking of, uh, like, literally this one time where this girl was explaining about the port and how your veins can collapse and a couple other things that could happen. There was something wrong with her pick line, and there's just, a, like, a lot of things that freaked me out, but... Yeah, overall, it was, like, those videos are so helpful on all the podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and then my next thing was, what would I bring to chemo? And I said pretty much everything for comfort. Uh, and I thought that was funny because it was pretty much parallel to this book that recently came out called Better Together. Um, and it's, like, this cancer book by Jessica Walker and... Those who've been there. <laughs> because uh, it's a book she, like, wrote slash put together with, like, input um, from dozens of survivors and caregivers. Um, it, it's pretty much to help, you know, if you're directly affected or if you're looking for a way to be or just a more effective way to be helpful and supportive. Um, she goes through a bunch of different topics, kind of gives her her spiel, her personal thing about it, some helpful tips, and then... Um, it kind of just seems like everybody filled this thing out and what they had to say about it. And yeah, I definitely recommend it. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, no, I definitely, I need to read that next and all the like little excerpts of that you were reading to me were all really good. Yeah. I think next time we should come back like with you also having it it read and talk about different parts. Sounds Um, good. But yeah, in the suggestions of what to get It's a relatively new release too, right? Sorry. Like, in terms of it coming out, it's, like, relatively newly published, right? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But, yeah, hey. I pretty much just said, like, all things for comfort, and that was, like, their first suggestion of, like, what to gift people. Mm. 
those are all solid solid tips and, and uh comfort like you saying that in terms of chemo it reminds me as well uh so much of super smash bros we played so many rounds of super smash bros while you were getting chemo <laughs> with a little pop-up thing oh yeah <laughs> what does that have to do with comfort uh the switch being comfort like because w- wasn't the tip overall bring all the things for comfort to yeah. chemo treatments yeah and i'm saying like the w- one of the things that reminds me of comfort is the switch Oh, and that and okay. Super Smash Bros. playing like on the little pop up, the yeah. bed, the bed trays. <laughs> yeah, I think for my. Oh yeah, the one other thing I wanted to bring up, or that kind of like bothered me when listening to it, um, was I like talk about cannabis and like a super positive light, and I feel like it kind of gives off the impression that like it fixed everything or like. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I just want to make it clear that like it it really helped and it really helped manage a lot of things. But even then, it's been like super confusing, especially with like not having a baseline. And I don't know if that makes sense to like someone who hasn't been through cancer or something like that. But just in terms of knowing what your body's baseline is to know, you know, when something's wrong or extreme or you know, whatever. And I say like how ibuprofen like wasn't enough in terms of helping with the pain, but I didn't want to ask for pills in terms of like any type of pain pill or something from my oncologist. And I don't know, like that, like that's just for my own complex reasons. And I still ended up having the same struggle with like, you know, any way that I take cannabis, you know, THC pills, tincture, edibles, smoking, whatever. Um, and yeah, it's super helpful in managing like so many things at once, like nausea, pain, appetite, uh, muscle relaxer. But to this day, like I'm still figuring out and still like don't have really like, I don't know, we're still figuring out different, I don't even say re- routines, but what we like and what helps me you mm. know what i mean yeah or do you know what i mean yeah i get what you're um, saying and aren't so you also I, I just, trying to say that like i just wanted to comment that like there's no shame in taking like the medicine that you need and if you need if you feel like you need pain pills or if something isn't enough or um if that's what you have to get better like you know i just didn't want someone listening to that and feeling like there's any pill shaming when you know there definitely isn't yeah no pill shaming here not on this block no that makes sense and, and just the short summary of like just there's like there's a, a scale to all of this and like if it if something isn't working for you like there's nothing wrong with reevaluating it with your oncologist and getting more because like even then like you know in all honesty i'm not even like fully honest with my oncologist about the use of what? cannabis and let alone like pretty much my reliance in terms of like how much i've struggled and you know, sometimes it's really hard to think about how much that hurt me that I wasn't more open and upfront about how much I'm struggling and I needed to do something to get better because, like, she's suggested a nutritionist. She suggested X, Y, and Z. And even the psychologist, like, hers fell through. And I eventually, like, had to have a terrible, um, felt like a rock bottom to, like, go and reach out on my own when phone calls itself give me so much anxiety mm-hmm. um but yeah you know just even kind of or do you have anything to say with that before i keep going Mm-mm. 
But yeah, you know, we're in a pandemic now for like shit ton of months, way more than we thought. And um, it's like scary to think to even like go back to my oncologist just in terms of like a checkup. Um, And that, you know, that check of a scan is what literally saves our life (laughs) in terms of... um, and you know even then there's some cancers where you can't even tell from a pet scan and that's a whole yada but overall like that scan could save your life and um because even more so i i've just been thinking of how there's like a real problem with people and even more i think like in young adults that like hide pain instead of fixing it and that can cause them to like isolate themselves even more, let alone in a pandemic. Um, and some people think that, like, just going to the doctor when you're sick is like being an adult, like, just handling it. But that's, it's just not that simple all the time. <laughs> As, you know, let alone financially and all of that. But I just mean from a more, like, uh, mental perspective, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, yeah. And it's such a shitty reflection on how bad the healthcare system in the U.S. is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even with that, like skin anxiety (laughs) is always a thing, just like, you know, fear of reoccurrence, like on any day. Um, and if you're fortunate enough with a clear scan, it helps like kind of pour out like some of that water that adds up over time or like boils at moments. Cause like, uh, it's just not linear. There's like a weird parallel that like goes on from... And I'm just, like, right now speaking in terms of remission. Whereas, like, the longer it goes on, it's like, oh, wow, it's been, um, or it's like a relief. Like, holy shit. Like, I don't want to say this. Like, like getting your scan results back, you're saying? I'm trying to say that there's, like, this weird parallel of being in remission that, like, as time goes on, there are some things that get easier or like I I did have that it just feels so hard to say because of stuff with the pandemic but there there does come a time where it feels like a little bit off your shoulders you get a little bit I don't even want to say normalcy but I really don't know how else to put it and but at the same time as time goes on it's like holy shit it's been x amount of time it's been so it feels so long like Am I close to my actual end time now? Was that all I got? Like, is it up? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think that makes sense. It's like, just so hard for so me to admit like, uh, that things get better. Because just for a lot of reasons, like, it, it's been so hard to feel that. But mm-hmm. overall, like, it, it does gradually. There are some things. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. It, it's not linear. <laughs> Yeah. Whereas sometimes it pops up and it's just as scary and it's just as intense and, you know, you're worried about it. But a scan kind of helps you, like, refresh that. Mm-hmm. Like, you get that, like, moment to breathe out and be like, oh, okay, I'm, uh, I'm so good. I'm not dying. Yeah. And then is there... Are, so the inverse of that, are there are there things that, like, people told you, or your oncologist even, that were saying, like, it'll get easier over time that, like, you want a voice that, like, it, so far with your experience, like, that's not the case. Like, that's kind of a, so far it seems kind of ill-sighted or, or like, narrow-sighted and thinking that it's just going to get better with time. 
Mm. I think that would be one angle that you could like. I don't know because the throwing up like in the morning, or just throwing up in general, or nausea slash throwing up as a response, like just when I brought that up to her, she just asked if I was pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. So that didn't really help, and then after that, it would just kind of seem like her conclusion was, you know, that I need to talk to someone. And then that's where that kind of gets complicated because she, like, set me up with someone and then that fell through. And then no one else was, like, really helping me or, I don't know, like, checked in with me. So then it was up to me to find someone, which was uh, difficult. Yeah, without any of that support system. That makes sense. I was just trying to say at the same time, like, it's not linear because skin anxiety, just like the fear of reoccurrence, like, it, um, or fear of reoccurrence, like skin anxiety, like, it's not linear. Like, that part doesn't get easier. Like, at any moment, it can be just as scarier as, just as scary as it was, like, when you were first diagnosed. Um, but with that, in terms of being like three years out, there's definitely some things that are easier. Um, and I really don't have like a specific example. I don't mean by some, and I don't even know if I mean like some things. I just mean overall, I guess it's easier as time goes on. And that's where I mean it's not linear and kind of at the kind of at a parallel. It almost doesn't get easier because the longer I go, those random or not so random, those moments of intense, like worrying about it. It's like, oh, wow, like three years. What if like as if it's like pre planned Sometimes that's how, like, my thoughts think of it. It's like, oh, well, you had three years of remission and you're at three years. Like, what if this is your end? Like, those, like, kind of scary thoughts Mm -hmm. happen at the same time that it some things or I don't know what I mean by some things, but overall gets easier through time. Yeah. But some things are so hard, like, it's difficult for me to explain Because I don't want to be like, oh, it doesn't get easier. Yeah. So would you say that, like, for every... Like, Like the intensity or how much it sucks, like, doesn't. Mm Mm-hmm. Would you say that, like, it's sort of, like, for the couple things that are getting easier, like, there's also, like, an inverse of, like, an extra worry, like, that three-year mark. Like, three-year mark is, like, a... Yeah, three-year, two-year, one-year, just... I just meant in terms of, like, the longer I go, like... I also just have, like, some moments of just being, like, what if I had three? And I think that just more so speaks to my brain kind of just reflecting and stuff with my family in terms of, like, not speaking with me or choosing something else over a relationship or just being present for me where I'm, like, oh, man, three years in remission and, you know, you're still like this. Or three years in remission and you still don't get it. And then my brain, like, 
sometimes I'll be like, what if you only had three years to be in remission or two years to be in remission? And this is how they fucking spend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and no, that makes sense. But so to tie it back in with the scan, it was like, although scan anxiety is real, you know, you know, the planning of it, the sitting in the waiting room, the doing it, the waiting, the whole fucking thing of it is so anxiety inducing. But if you are fortunate enough to get those positive or clear results, um, you have that moment of like, okay, I'm not dying. Yeah. Whereas it is, it does become like almost a mystery at, like I said, once that moment ends, because it's like at any moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in a way it also, it just kind of emphasizes everything. It's like it has the opportunity to, em- like if other things in your life or aspects with your relationships or whatever are still shitty, like it emphasizes that because it's a reminder of it. And then like the inverse of the celebration of the reminder of like you made it this far. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think that was just me having a hard time like saying that things don't get better because i you know i don't i don't know i don't want to feel that way yeah no i think too like uh, as like your partner and that's one thing i would like explain i think that's my myself it feels like a disappointment to you or it has anything to do with you no no i don't feel that way and i think like my advice like anybody uh, as a partner like as someone their partner is going through cancer like just a reminder that like for like for a while, things will just be on, like, a 12 out of 10. And just, like, just that natural, like, your your baseline for everything and is getting emphasized and everything is heightened. And so, like, that that definitely makes sense how that could also, like, directly affect you in terms of time being a good and a bad thing as it goes on. Yeah. And I guess that's... I feel like I was also kind of going to a place where, oh, I'm the only one that, like, goes through this mentality where I start thinking, like, okay, well... You know, I was in fight or flight for like six to eight months after chemo, like in remission. I was like throwing up at least in the morning, every morning, every single day for days. Like those are a lot of things that I don't think anyone else Mm -hmm. has been through, but I don't know. Or I have seen small snippets and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And even within me, it also is just like emphasized everything in that sense, too, where like I I have such a a more emphasized and deeper like appreciation of like the moment with you and just like appreciating how like fleeting life is overall. But then like cancer has also like made it so that I can, I also have the same potential of like emphasizing the negative thoughts and how quickly we can like go to a dark place because you realize like the reality of it. Yeah. But then it's just like so fucked up. Like, (laughs) like, yeah, just how do you balance that? (laughs) Yeah. And how much like, um, I just realized, like, yeah, you, you can't do this on your own. And then even more so as a couple, like, it's just not possible. Like, you need to, if you don't have anyone, like, you need to reach out from an outside source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And relating back to the Better Together book, it was just definitely made me laugh. Like, when you got to the after treatment part and just every, like, 99%, someone had some form of, like, this is the worst part. This is the hardest People mm. didn't warn you about how shit this part was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and it's and it's a lot so of that true. has to do like, with just the overall like, oh, are you normal? Are you back to normal? Are you okay yet? Mm-hmm. After treatment. Yeah, and I think also like when you're going through treatment, it's so 
it's so much easier in a sense when you just have one f- like single enemy and you have one task of like it's much more like regimented like okay you show up on this day at this time for the treatment you get that you check that off you go home you rest you recover like and this is your track whereas like once you're once you're out of that treatment and you're in remission it's like you have so many other things to worry about and complexities that are the you enemy you have time to start thinking about how disappointing everyone around you <laughs> has been <laughs> that but yeah and, and just like how much more like it becomes like a like way more like a psychological enemy in so many different ways and not just like the cancer you were trying to kill. Yeah. And just, yeah, <laughs> I think I'll leave that with that. Okay. That makes sense. Thanks for explaining. I further. say, if you still made it through <laughs> all of that, <laughs> <I'm> um, <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, I'm say just with my notes in terms of, you know, I wanted this one to be more so at the beginning of the year. It mm. is January 14th when recording this. I- I'm restarting my new year. Yeah, that's a good idea. I don't think there's any um, rules with do, that. Do you agree or th- like feel similar in the sense that you think cancer has like kind of emphasized both positive and negative thoughts for you in ways? Like, do you feel like you have in some ways a greater appreciation for a lot of things, but then like you have just as equal like a very negative outlook on some things or like uh just like a darker a um, darker side of you because um, i feel that way like especially yes just like sometimes no. when talking to people like, and like hearing other problems that are like for lack of better terms like just kind of like first world problems or just like artificial bullshit that like young adults go through that i mean yeah there's definitely that like, element that has been about? elevated uh-huh. but i already feel like i felt that way Okay. And that's why, like, there was definitely an extra anger in the beginning slash during where I was just like, what fucking lesson do I need to learn? Like, this is stupid. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of that, I don't know, I think has to do with, like, losing my grandma to cancer at, like, 10 years old. Yeah. That um, and seeing too. just the dynamic of the family completely change, let alone my mom was the one and only that stepped up um and helped her and and her father and all the drama that came with that so that definitely changed my perspective on the world um and then just different things that went on in my dad's family that really made me I don't know I feel like I did a lot of like big picture thinking as a young person and I also feel really weird saying that <laughs> mm-hmm. but um and i don't know because then i had like a period where i definitely like hated the world and i had those moments where i was like how just how we go like oh wow we're definitely vibing on a different frequency or you haven't really been through shit so i can't really like Mm -hmm. fuck with you on that sense yeah um but you definitely not to the that. degree that I that I feel now, given what I've been through, for sure. And it's definitely, you know, um, yeah, it's definitely definitely different for sure. Um, especially like in the workplace and trying so hard to form a relationship in that sense, mm-hmm. and trying to like listen and. And like not saying that I can't or be empathetic, but there's definitely moments where I walk away like stressed out being like, 
I don't know. I feel like this is so hard for me because I'm thinking of the specific moment when someone was literally like, I wish I had something to use as an excuse XYZ. And it was just like <laughs> super weird given like what we were talking about and knowing that I had cancer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Stupid. Yeah. I, I don't know. I worry like. Do you like Marshall? You know, I'm sorry. You know, it's also, it's just so hard because like pre, you know, coming to California and then three months later getting diagnosed, it was like all the things that we did like work wise or all the fun stuff we did like through work or concerts or whatever. Like I was wearing a wig. I had a pour. Like I really wasn't that far from treatment. And then I feel like I just had with like a newer job that I was starting and then you know, recently lost, like, and then now it's been so long. I feel like I don't have enough data. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, yeah, true. Do, do you like them more or less after going through what? cancer? Uh, Marshalls and Pinterest, quotey bullshit, stuff like that. Yeah, like, what kind of question is this? Because <laughs> uh, a reflective thing for me is I now despise Marshalls. Did I shop at uh, Marshalls? Yes. Wait, Did no. I find retail therapy in <laughs> Marshalls? No. This is yes. unrelated to retail therapy. Did I contemplate I... buying art slash signs from Marshalls? <laughs> yes. Okay. But what? I I was reflecting on the fact that I now despise like how very much like Pinterest and Marshall like quote style bullshit has like infected people's minds and think they can apply it to real life. <laughs> and I did not have or that. Like, like I feel like I did people not have don't that really do like a, any kind of deep, like understanding or resolution to relationships or problems. Mm. Um, and, and they, they just summarize just it real like, quickly in these quotes. They just like say this quote or recite this quote. And it was like, okay. Uh, and then what? Yeah. Or like, how are you going to live by that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I agree. That, that's why I was asking. Like, just as a reflective thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, like, for other couples going through this, <laughs> did your opinion on Pinterest and Marshall's quotes change drastically? <laughs> well, like, more off-putting? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I despise Why is your it. finger pointing like, in I'm, the sky? Like, I'm like, saying what are I you trying to declare? Like, I despise just the thought of those quotes because <laughs> it's wow, so like okay. just so unicorn bubblegum bullshit <laughs> and and another quote i despise is like everything happens for a reason fuck that <laughs> like yeah. no it doesn't you can't explain to me any of that shit with so many circumstances i think like okay i think that's what i was trying to explain before in terms of what i felt like that everything happens for a reason this all makes sense you know, fucking God, God gives, gives his, his strongest <laughs> battles to his, or his hardest battles to his strongest warriors. That type of Blah! thing, like, <laughs> wowzers. But yeah, the, the, <coughs> just the bubble burst of <laughs> those quotes and validity through them. Like, I had, that lens changed a while back okay, for okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Um, that's all <laughs> that's all i had to say about that uh, let's see but yeah restarting my new year <laughs> i pretty much had for 2021 that uh you know really shit isn't gonna change that much in terms of the new year 
Um, you know, if anything, a lot of things are gonna get worse. But I saw a tweet today. It was a shit like, ton is for now. <laughs> um, so today. if you survived, <laughs> you're right. Fuck yeah, you made it. <laughs> but what? What's the tweet? Oh no, the tweet was just sorry to break it to you guys, but I'm pretty sure 2021 is just three 2020 stacked in on each other in a uh, trench coat. <laughs> oh my god. I had my other note was like at least we get to find out about aliens. Yeah, whatever that that's means. Coming out. <laughs> the countdown. But we're within 180 days. Um, we'll report back soon. Yeah. Yeah, I. I it, it is. I'm funny, just wondering right? your change um, outlook for 2021 since you um, had recently joined therapy. Um. Uh. Yeah. I definitely. I don't tie it to the year anymore. It's definitely just in terms of like. I'm trying to think bigger picture now and just like breaking life into different chapters oh, instead okay. of just like a year to year thing. Cause I very much, yeah, like long ago, that mystical New Year's resolution shit, I was just over. And it's just like, uh, especially with 2020 going into 2021 and with like the election and so many things like where we're closing a chapter, but we're like, we're really not. But, yeah. uh, the things I can control, yeah, like I'm, I'm really pumped to like be starting therapy. That's why I'm, I'm definitely. I was just trying to think, um, you know, we wanted to start the beginning of the year in Q3, you know, we're on week two now, but we still have a chance to be like consistent from now to the end of the year. And it's kind of, one thing I like about the beginning of the year is kind of looking through um, data in terms of what can we start from the year and continue through. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's something you can just apply month to month anyway. Yeah. No, it definitely is easier to, to compartmentalize it into the year, though. I agree. Um, but no, I. Well, what was the original question? Just, just in terms of like, if you have a different outlook for twenty twenty one since you had just recently started therapy. Oh, uh, yeah. I I think it's more so just like not tied to the year, but just otherwise. Yeah, I'm I'm excited as well. Like getting starting the like officially starting our company as well. I feel like that's like a huge checklist off our burden of mm-hmm. like things we want or aiming for. Yeah. I just meant like, cause you'd have your outlook, but then like you joined therapy and I didn't know if your outlook for the year. Oh God. Better, it's different like, now. Drastically from that. Um, does it have to be? No, or no, I don't <laughs> think it changed really that much. I still had a pretty positive outlook before and after getting a therapist. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Honestly, I think it also is tied to like the psilocybin use recently, like trying that microdosing and whatnot. Oh, just dropping that in. Well, <laughs> sorry, but it, just in terms of I, I definitely stress way more, way not way more. Whoa. I stress way less in terms of like, just like time as it, like in terms of just like getting stuck in this, like you gotta hit these deadlines and That's all, good. always like I, I don't know. Just I, beforehand, I felt like I was very much afraid, and I think this had to do with like my level of expertise and like trying to gain, like build my career around web design. But I very much was fearful of like if I don't do this work, I'm going to lose this client. Whereas mm-hmm. now it's like I have the mindset like there's enough clients out there. Like I don't care if I, or not that I don't care, but there's enough clients out there and like opportunities and experiences and opportunities in general that like there's always going to be something there waiting for us. Yeah. Um. Whereas I was way more like fear mindset before and definitely had to do with like the trauma of getting kicked out in high school. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm on a time crunch right now. Um, but no, and since like using the psilocybin, it's definitely helped me like kind of reset that entire 
thought process. Yeah, it's definitely... I've definitely, like, seen a difference, and it's more beneficial in terms of thinking. Like, there's always something else we can work towards, or there's more opportunities coming in terms of clients and stuff, um, instead of thinking, like... I'm going to lose out. I'm yeah, not doing yeah. enough. Someone else is going to take them from me type of thing. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, okay, so I just wanted to Poppin finish. Bottles. Our puppies ripped now. Like, Sorry. Last thing. Jets. The one thing I'm pumped about recently is Jets muscle growth. That's like something I have seen just huge progress in. Our, our puppy Jet. She's just. We'll talk about Jet next podcast. Because <laughs> technically she didn't make the cut oh, in the other episodes. Man. So we can talk about her. No Whatever. Fine. Fine. Doesn't temporarily fucking whatever. Wow. <laughs> I know. Don't make me sad about it, okay? Like, wait, sad about it? Yeah, sad like if what? we stay consistent, we have episodes. Oh, all don't be sad about it. We just talked about our time. It's just a. We, I know you're right. There. We're good. We're you're good. right. You're right. You're right. Okay, so I just wanted to finish out um with goals for 2021, but I, I just want to talk about my running one. Also, I feel like we have like a long ass episode at this point. I mean, that's good, though. Like, podcasts can be whatever you I want. Know, I know, I know, I know. I just don't want people to be and, bored. And, like, also, I've been so inspired by Midnight Gospel, too, and just Duncan Trussell stuff, because, like, it's so unique and such a testament to how, like, this is such a unique True. a unique medium that, like, there's no fucking rules, and, like, that just, like, uh, you can't... It's it's so much harder to make other content with no rules because then, like, you lose the audience so quickly, mm-hmm. whereas with podcasts, you can keep the audience in so many different ways. True. But, yeah, I don't know what I was going with that. that <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to round out with uh, running goals. So Running. I don't 100% remember if I talk about running in the three episodes I'm that we sure. have up. I'm pretty sure we do. If it makes the cut. I'm pretty sure it does in terms of, like, cancer journey. But it's definitely been a thing that's um, helped mentally and, you know, in terms of just having a workout or preparing and knowing what to do. It's just easy, go out, run, come back when I can. (laughs) Um, And we tried our best to, I mean, we had one of our best running in terms of the past three years. Mm -hmm. And so between Strava and Nike, I had like almost 200. (laughs) But I know some of those are like crossover and stuff, so I kind of just it went down counts. to 150 in terms of how many miles that I ran. And I want to double that this year. So doing the math, that kind of makes it to 1.2 per day or, you know, eight and a half per week. Mm-hmm. So then trying to go, because I don't want to run every day. And overexert myself. But then I have to also watch overexerting myself in one thing. So kind of breaking that down, it was like 2.25 miles, like four times a week. Or 2.8, about three times a week. And Mm. then you were saying to do like two like shorter, two or three shorter ones and then a longer distance one. Like jog style. And then in terms of where I have like 15 miles to make up for (laughs) Um, so yeah. Thoughts on that? Like, uh, your run goals or do I have any to add to that? Because I agree with you. Or thoughts like overall. anything, Isaac. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Thoughts overall, I'm super proud of you in terms of your run progression. Because, uh, from where you started, like, 
just it's crazy to think about like how uh, even like last month we were like running up to an hour <laughs> at a time uh, oh, okay okay <clears throat> let's Wait, back up here we were not running an hour at a time there was like one 40, run 40, that minutes. i worked up to well the fact that you could and do even that, that like okay so insane. we were on an app <laughs> that i got introduced to that you can put money in the pot and it holds you accountable for there's all different they come kinds, to your door and they demand but the, the money <laughs> whatever. there's all different um kinds and levels but the one we did kind of like started out with 15 minutes 20 25 it was six weeks right four yeah, six weeks yeah six weeks six weeks and ended up being five the last week was like five runs in one week and then the last one leading up to 45 minutes um so i i fucking pushed myself because of that app mm. e- e- the 20 minutes are so hard and even that like was really difficult to be consistent and took probably about week three for me to like feel like okay after a mile finally or at least 0.75 i'm making it and i don't feel like like <laughs> i'm crushing my body mm. Not but to then, yeah, I worked the up to an hour, so please, please don't sell them. <laughs> like running an hour. No, I'm not. I'm not selling that. I'm just hour saying, at like, a time. I yeah, ran like one just, that was over okay, but but being able to do that, whereas before it was you couldn't even fathom that. Uh, but, but that's yeah, in but the, that's my point here, where I want to be doing this consistently, that I hit this number at the end of the year. But you know, maybe I do at the second half of the year. I can do two point eight, two or three times. Whereas mm-hmm. right now it feels absolutely impossible. Yeah. No, you got it. You got this. And um Fuck, what was I gonna say about the <laughs> What are your running? The goals? way better. Oh, I was just saying I was adding as well that uh with the run bed that we were on <laughs> and then we had the technical difficulties which then like ruined any of our rest days that we had like a solid i think we had like four rest days planned out and we were staying yeah. consistent with it and then we had technical difficulties where our runs didn't get tracked correctly and then we had to like cram the two the last two weeks just back to back to back to back to back to back to back, to back. yeah that was tough uh so kudos to you for that uh <laughs> and then in terms of run goals for myself i also i, I just kind of want to you're like to i'll double. follow along yeah, I, I aim to also double my like yearly total miles, and I also just want to uh, stay consistent with biking more as well, and taking advantage of how close we are to all the ocean views. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know how to like incorporate that yet because I have like all those miles that I want to run, but I also want to bike, so I'm not sure in terms of like doing two in a day if I can, or you know doing one or the other each day mm-hmm. i mean i'm working on cloning you so once we have that going All we right. can just have the like one doing the biking for you uh and then one can just stay home and eat and just like eat a bunch of fries to gain calories <laughs> uh and then while we're at it we'll just clone a bunch of jets so each version of you has a jet to go along she's kind of like your morty like how every rick has his morty every emily has her jet <laughs> and then we'll see the, the multiverse um Oh man, that's, that's let's talk about how um, you said that eating was binary. Like when you're hungry, I don't know. you should just eat. No, I had a point that wasn't yeah. portrayed. And I'm just wondering for other people struggling with eating. Okay. Here's what happens. Sometimes I say things. Sometimes, blah, 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 blah. Say Sometimes the code in my head starts executing, and then there's a runtime error. So then when that runtime error flyers, we just we gotta 
we got to start all over again. And that was one of those moments where <laughs> the eating, I had a point where I was trying to say, like, if, if you're hungry, so, you know, if I would have thought not, of that idea, <laughs> wait, hey, it I could have executed. One of the points was like, we would have by now saying, if I'm not hungry, I don't want that to prevent you from stopping what you're doing and eating. Especially in terms of us working on stuff together and like getting lost in time there. Like, well, it's kind of yeah, hard. Please when go do day to day your home that. Like, with each other and then work together and have the same work shifts. And then also want to take the dog out at the same time. And then also want to work out at the same time. And then also want to game at the same time. But if you're not hungry, I should go and eat. Yeah, Even though I mean, I when have you put it like that, I, <laughs> I see where there's some problems <laughs> arising. Okay solutions i don't know <laughs> and i'm coming from like avoiding the kitchen eating all together a fear of throwing up something i'm trying to work over mm. i know i want to make but a, you were just casually like i mean just it's binary you, if you're sorry. hungry don't let me stop you and i was like wow dan three years in look, look at this enlightenment Why did you think of that <laughs> No, nah, that's stupid. I want to, in, in core games, look out in the future. I want to develop a game where it's a, like a Soulsborne, but it's based around like like the struggles of eating and all the bosses are like kitchen monsters. And <laughs> oh then we can, like, we, can fu- we can infuse it with the bug snacks inspiration because you'd be like fighting different bug snacks uh, style food monsters. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, I think, wait, what was the, origi- what was the original point there or question? Uh, oh, that you were just bringing up the binary comment. Yeah, that 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 didn't make any. sense. I mean, yeah, it seemed like the running conversation with. was dead. So, uh, and then whatever you were talking about. So then I was like, <laughs> "How about um, this?" Well, do you want to talk about Mulan? Uh, general no. thoughts of that because that's Sucked. no okay no <laughs> Mushu. Yeah, it was disappointing in that sense. And yeah, um, I just wasn't. <clears throat> now we'll, we'll push that over to the. Uh, Crypto art. I do want to, or do I don't know. This is really long. We could probably wrap this up. Yeah, let's <laughs> do that. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> I have crypto art for next episode. All right. Woo! We're crazy. Fuck it. We're live. I love the. I also love the sprite uh, colors we got going on in mm-hmm. Ableton. Shout out to the lemon and lime, Sierra Mist sprite and Seven Up. Why are there so many different ones? Like. Like when it comes down to it, there's only two soda different, two different soda companies, right? It's Pepsi and Coca Cola. Now, why okay. are there eight different Isaac. lemon lime flavored pops? I need answers. Because from a company standpoint, why would they create a competitor? Like <clears throat> internally, if Seven Up and Sierra Mist are in the same company, why would you compete compete with your own your own lemon lime? You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What do you think is the top lemon lime pop though? Like in terms of quality, if you think lemon lime, like what is the <laughs> one you go to in terms? I don't know of, what you're talking about. Like either neither like nostalgic or just overall best taste. Like if you had to, if you had a cooler full of just all the different options in lemon lime, what do you go to first? Sprite. No, I'm trying this. Okay, I, that's fine. I, I still want to know. Like I, I'm generally asking. I don't know lemon lime flavors. I okay, so it's about. it's Sprite, Seven Up, Sierra Mist, or like the Walmart brand. Like which of those do you think? Or the would Walmart you brand. I forget what it's called, but there's like a Walmart brand. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Like for me, I, just, I would go Sprite. That's why. Like I like the Sprite is the only option right now. But wait, Sprite's the only option? I just gave you four. No, all those other ones are... No. 
wait, so okay, so you're not a fan of Seven Up and you're not a fan of Sierra Miss. But see, surprising, no, or interesting taste. Sierra Miss. Oh, you said none of the wait, other ones. Sprite. You said Sprite, and none of the other ones Stop matter. Yelling. And then you're like Stop Sierra Miss. Stop yelling. <laughs> what? Stop yelling. <laughs> Who can hey, relate? Let me think. <gasps> well, I'm out. Wait, no, hold on. Wait, what? I, <laughs> that's not what I was doing. It, it was a hookah. I don't care. I'm it was out. a shout out to all your lymphomies with chemo brain. But <laughs> no, I'm listening. Uh, yeah, I don't have an ending for this, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we need to wrap this up. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to the Isaac and Emily versus the World podcast. Uh, you can check us out at Anchor, Spotify, and give us some support at patreon.com slash Isaac and Emily versus the World. Thank you so much, everybody that tuned in and listened. And thanks, Emily, for taking the time to talk. Until next time, <laughs> this is Isaac signing off. Or do you have a sign off? What more do I have to say? No, you're good. I, just, I wanted to give you the opportunity if you had like a catchphrase, you know, like Shazam. Or like <laughs> Jesse Racer. Or like, Beyond. Origin. Or no, it'd be like yours will be juice juice. <laughs> Juice out. Juice box. <laughs> juice box. Juice box squeeze. Wait, what? Lymphomies out. Lymphomies out, okay. It'll be. No. Lymphomies. <laughs> yeah, we have so much content.